0: This is Mark Schaefer, author of Known, the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age. And you are listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host,
1: Douglas Burdett. Hello. Thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast, which is named by LinkedIn as one of 10 podcasts that will make you a better marketer. My goal for this podcast is to help you discover new ideas about what's actually working in modern marketing and sales. And don't worry about taking notes. You can find links to everything discussed in this episode's show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. Also, if you're listening to the show right now and you're not driving or operating dangerous machinery, please hop on Twitter. And tell us where in the world you're listening from. My Twitter handle is Marketing Book. Today we welcome Mark Schaefer back to the Marketing Book Podcast. We're going to talk about his new book, Known, the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age. Now, before I tell you, the listener, about Mark Schaefer, you need to know that he is supremely uncomfortable hearing his own introduction. But I want you to appreciate just how special a guest we have today. Mark Schaefer is a globally recognized blogger, speaker, educator, business consultant, and author who blogs at one of the top marketing blogs in the world, BusinessesGrow.com. Mark is the 7th most mentioned person by CMOs on Twitter and is among the top 10 most retweeted marketing authorities in the world. He was listed as one of the top 10 authorities on social selling by Forbes. His blog is in the top 1% of blogs in the world based on the number of reader comments. In 2015, he was named as the number two blogger in the world by Social Media Examiner and was named number one on a list compiled by Buffer. He is among the top 10 marketing influencers in the world. And he's worked in global sales sales and PR and marketing positions for nearly 30 years now and provides workshops and consulting services via his firm Schaefer Marketing Solutions. So he has advanced degrees in behavioral science and marketing and he even studied under Peter Drucker for 3 years. He teaches social media marketing courses and is a faculty member of the graduate studies program at Rutgers University along with two other guests on this show and has lectured at many universities, including Oxford and Princeton. He's a popular public speaker, and I can personally attest to that. And he's appeared on many national TV shows and periodicals, including The Wall Street Journal, Wired, New York Times, CNN, National Public Radio, CNBC, the BBC, CBS News, and the Marketing Book Podcast. He is a regular contributing columnist to the Harvard Business Review, and he's the author of five other best-selling marketing books, which are The Content Code, which was named one of the top five marketing books of 2015 by Inc. Magazine, Social Media Explained, which was Amazon's number one selling social media book in 2014, Return on Influence, Born to Blog, and the best-selling book on Twitter in the world, The Dow of Twitter. His books are used as textbooks at more than 50 universities and have been translated into 12 languages. And with all his spare time, he is also the co-host of the Marketing Companion podcast, along with Tom Webster from Edison Research. Full disclosure, I am a big fan of the Marketing Companion podcast, and I have listened to all 96 episodes. Mark, Congratulations on Known and welcome back to the Marketing Book Podcast for the third time.
0: Thank you. I and your listeners are ready to get on with it. (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, I'm just so excited to have you on the show. And I do love your podcast. I have listened to every one of them. And I just have to laugh because sometimes when you guys joke about not having any listeners and you say, Mm -hmm. you know, we only have one listener, I I know you're talking about me. In fact, recently (laughs) you guys were joking about this and Tom Webster said, oh, that's right. Hi, Doug.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, we're, we're joking around, but one of the things that, that is so true, and I'm so sincere about this, that I don't take that for granted in any of my platforms. People who read my blog, listen to my podcast, read my books, I never take for granted the gift this is that people choose to spend time with me. So thank you very much. I, I really do appreciate that.
1: And after the show, there will be a special induction ceremony. <laughs> you are the first member of oh. the Marketing Book Podcast three timers.
0: Oh, oh, wow!
1: So you've thrown down the gauntlet to all the other. Yeah, authors. It's,
0: it's like Alex Baldwin on SNL or something on the. Yeah, that's right. First that's in, right. in the in the three time club.
1: Yay! You are uh, you're out in front, and you're out in front for a while there. I think till some uh, one of the other two timers comes up with another book. So. All right.
0: At any rate. We'll just call them the two-timers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to be careful about that. <laughs> I don't want their uh, spouses to uh, get the yeah. wrong idea. So let me just start with a quick excerpt, and we'll go from there. You say there's only one thing that counts today, only one source of power and influence when it comes to the online world, and it is this, to be known. And that's what this book is about. I want you to have a more powerful, impactful, and rewarding life by helping you to become known. Perhaps the idea of being regarded as a leader in your field seems daunting, maybe even unachievable. It's not. I'll tell you stories of very common people from all over the world who have become uncommonly successful. All of them started at ground zero and followed precisely the the same four steps to become known everywhere, every time. So, Mark, before we get started, you write books about things that are keeping you up at night. In other words, Unanswered question. I mean, you and the marketing world. There's just these things you just you can't seem to get your arms around. And part of telling us about that, you also mentioned at the beginning of the book that you, like Ron Burgundy, were at one time kind of a big deal. What happened next?
0: Well, I was. I worked for a Fortune 100 company. I was in the top one percent of the executives in the company. I was a director, a global director of e-business and uh, had a team working all around the world. I had won a lot of awards. I had earned seven patents. And then I decided to go on my own and start my own business, become a consultant and a teacher. And I know this makes sense and probably a lot of people have experienced this, but it was really, quite a startling feeling for me that overnight I became the go-to guy for nothing. Nobody knew me. Nobody cared. Nobody knew what my title was, how many awards I had won, how many people worked for me. It didn't matter. I had to rebuild. I had to rebuild my reputation. I had to rebuild my presence And I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I fumbled a lot along the way. But, you know, ultimately, the reason I'm on your show today and not somebody else, perhaps, that's written a book is because I'm known. And, you know, we're connected and we've developed a relationship through the amazing technology that's available to all of us. So for the last 14 months, and actually the struggle began about three years ago trying to unravel this question, can anybody become known? And I had a hypothesis, but when I write my books, I take a very humble position because I want to get it right. And I let the research write the books. So I, I started just consuming everything I could find about how do you establish a personal brand today? And what I found out there was really kind of fluffy. It just left me empty because so much of it is all about finding your passion.
1: And and following your dreams. Pursuing your passion.
0: Following your dreams and hustle. But the but the world doesn't really work that way. And it's not just a difference of opinion. The research doesn't support it either. And the best way to fail is to follow a dream without a plan. Follow a dream without an audience that cares about what you're doing. And so I also went down this rabbit hole of trying to find people who had made it, people who had become known in their field, in real estate, construction, education, banking, fashion, art, food, lots and lots of different fields. I ended up interviewing almost 100 people. I just, it's like I just couldn't stop. And one thing kind of led to another, and one connection led to another, and I kept learning. And, And so what I found very quickly, that every person had followed the same path. They had done the same four things, and that became the core of the book.
1: After you left the high-flying corporate world, you learned what you call a new paradigm of power, what you call the equity of influence. Can you explain that?
0: Well, let's face it. You know, when I was in the corporate world, your title mattered. There's even research that shows if you're good-looking, you may be seen as powerful. The clothes you wear can make you seem more powerful.
1: And those things worked for us, Mark, at one time.
0: Yeah, well, more you you than me in my probably. dreams. But let's not lapse
1: into a Zoolander joke. Please, go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, we should do a whole show on Zoolander. Yeah, jokes. yeah. But, what about um, being
1: ridiculously good looking?
0: But look, I mean, we we may want to be politically correct, but a lot of those things matter. Your status, what you wear, what kind of car you drive. But when you're on the internet, nobody knows that stuff. I had a recent example where um, I was being invited to come back and speak at a big marketing conference, and the people person who was inviting me, we we started talking about what we had done in our previous careers, and my friend said, "You know, I consider you my friend. I've known you for five years. I had no idea you did all that stuff in the corporate world." And I said, "Well, let me ask you something. None of it really matters, does it? Because if I wasn't known, you wouldn't be inviting me to speak. He said, yeah, you know, that's right. So being known provides an edge. And what I realized is that it's so important to so many personal and professional goals today, building a business, selling something online, writing a book, starting a speaking career, being invited to a board position, raising money for a charity. If you're known, and trusted, and seen as authority, you've got an edge, maybe a permanent edge over other people. So why not try to establish that?
1: Now, to be clear, you explained that being known is not the same thing as being famous. What's the difference?
0: Well, being someone like Kim Kardashian, you can Pay her $220,000 to send out a tweet. That's, That's a different level of notoriety, really. What I'm talking about is being known in a way that you're intentional about how you establish your presence, you're intentional, mindful, and consistent about how you build an audience that's big enough to, to matter, that's, that's big enough to help you dr- make your dreams come true. So one is example in the book is about a physician that was, that was able to achieve her goals by only averaging five readers on her blog every day. But they were the right five readers to make something happen that she was very passionate about. So she was known to the right people at the right time in the right way. You don't have to be famous to make your dreams come true. But in this day and age, being known helps. Now, you mentioned passion,
1: and you say that the key to success isn't necessarily Passion, it's finding a sustainable interest. Please explain mm-hmm. what you mean and what the difference is because I see so many people being told, particularly students like my kids who are in college, you know, they may be being mm-hmm. told, follow your dreams, follow your passion. And I cringe a little bit when I hear that, particularly after reading your
0: book. <laughs> well, it's fine to have a passion. And I'm not saying you know, don't have a passion. In fact, you
1: mentioned that your passion might be to get on your boat and go out on the lake
0: and read books all day. Yes, that's right. But that's going to be very difficult to monetize. It's going to be very difficult to accomplish anything while doing that. So the way I turn this, and I I use a lot of examples, case studies, and even research to back this up, that it's more important to have a sustainable interest. And I chose these words very, very carefully. So interest means it is something that's aligned with your goals, with your values, something that is inexhaustibly fascinating to you because you're going to be spending a lot of time with this, which is why the second word is important, sustainable. It's to be known today, it requires creating content On a consistent basis, maybe for years of the people I interviewed in my book on average, Doug, it it took them two and a half years for their brand to really tip to get enough traction where they can say, oh, wow. This is really happening now. And it
1: was interesting, Mark, because you included a few people that are extremely well known in the marketing world, and everyone, like Chris Brogan and Rand Fishkin, everyone thinks, oh, they're just, they've always been that way. No, years, years. Not years, all.
0: Years in the making. And I think that's, I hope, one of the powerful lessons in the book is that, look, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be daunting. And it is achievable. Absolutely. I believe with all my heart that you, when you read these stories in the book, these are people who started with nothing, even less than nothing in some cases. They were destitute. They were on the brink of even being homeless in some cases. One example in the book, this guy lost his job. He basically squatted in his grandfather's abandoned house while he built his Reputation and career online. He moved and from L.A. He,
1: to the house in Iowa because yeah, it was going to be less expensive. Moved, yeah,
0: that's right. It was a house that had been abandoned for three years, and he—that's he, how low he was. But they made it, and it, and it does take work. It does take a plan, which is the value that my book brings to the equation. But it also requires taking that first step, and. Maybe my favorite story in the whole book, and this is a book I think filled with really inspirational stories, is right at the end. And I wanted to end the book with just one last like, emotional punch to drive people to do this. And it talks about a woman who gave up her career at the top of her field. She was in the... Public relations and marketing field for fashion in Paris. And she was being wined and dined all over the world and going to all these festivals. And she gave it all up to devote her life to rescuing women and children who had been enslaved by ISIS. And the thing that drove her, the thing that gave her the courage to make this leap and to be known for something else, was when she was a child, she worked. Aside Mother Teresa in the slums of Calcutta. And Mother Teresa looked at her and must have seen the look on her face, (laughs) how overwhelmed, she because she came from a diplomatic family, and now she's in this overwhelming slum, and she must have looked at her face and said, Child, I can see that you want to help, but you don't even know where to start. You look around you and you see this ocean of need my child, just take one step. Do one kindness. Do something good. Begin by loving people. Stop judging. We can't love when we judge. Maybe that feels like one raindrop in this ocean of need, but the ocean is not complete without that raindrop. Take that step. You'll be better, will be better. The readers of my book will be better six months from now than they are today, it'll come easier for them. They'll have more confidence, but they will never find that. They'll never realize that until they take that first step. It doesn't have to be a perfect step. It doesn't have to be a perfect plan, but they have to begin.
1: And you talk about yourself and others who cringe a bit when they look back on their very first blog post or their very first uh, wh- whatever it is they were creating. And you know it just keeps going back to one of my favorite expressions, which is the secret of getting ahead is getting started it's like, mm-hmm. if you want to become really good at golf, start golfing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You might not even know how to swing the club. You explained that becoming known is not about carefully crafting an image or having the most followers, back to Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about gaining acceptance. Can you explain that concept? Yeah.
0: This was a great learning to me, Doug. And again, it, it may sound like common sense to a lot of your listeners, but I learned so much from being on this journey of reading and researching and being immersed in this idea for over a year. When I started talking to people, I kept hearing them say, the thing that keeps me going is the impact I'm having on others. I heard this over and over and over again. And then once I I started reading this book that became really a very powerful influence on me and my thinking about my own book. It's called Grit by Angela mm, Duckworth. Yes. And in this book, Angela did this research to uncover the psychology and the common traits of the people who are resilient, who have grit and can achieve something exceptional by keep coming, keep you know coming back and fighting through adversity. And you have to do that to be known. You have to be consistent. And one of the hallmarks of these people is they have a sense of purpose. And all of a sudden, this all made sense to me that it's not about you. It's about them. That's a key component. And and it really had a profound impact on me because when you you see so much on the web where people seem to think creating a personal brand is about being loud about being amplified about you know the hustle is a popular word today <laughs> but it's not about you it's about them becoming an authority starts by elevating others. And and sometimes your purpose you discover it later once you start getting feedback. And and in a way maybe that happened for me. But the thing that really drives me today, the thing that keeps me I mean I've created at least two blog blog posts a week every week for 9 years. I've created a podcast consistently now for 4 years. We've never missed one single episode.
1: If you did, you'd hear about it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but you know, I do I do have a promise to people. And at least I think so. And and, and I my part of my brand promise is I am never going to let you down. I'm going to create content consistently, and when you spend time with me wherever I am, it's going to be interesting, it's going to be worth your time. It's going to be direct, honest, practical, and there's, you're not going to have one ounce of fluff anywhere. And the reason I do that, the reason I keep going, and the reason I've done it for 10 years, is when I have a moment when someone says, you have changed my life. You have changed my business. I do what I do because of you, because you have inspired me. And that will keep me going for the next month and it's, it's, you know, that that's more important to me at my stage in my life than the money. Can you tell
1: the story about the woman that you mentioned at the end of the book, tears in her eyes, she came to you and told you how you had made an impact on her life?
0: Well, I think one of my favorite quotes in the book comes from Jennifer James. And she said, you have to keep going even when you don't know your impact. And this came home to me when I spoke in Scotland last year and this young lady came up to me and I mean, she was so excited to see me. And the fact of the matter is I didn't recognize her. I didn't even recognize her name, but somewhere along the line, I had taken the time to answer her questions and help her on the web. And she had been reading my blog for years. She'd been reading my books for years and some sort of advice I gave her along the way, gave her the courage to step out and create her own business. And she just, you know, she, she looked at me and, and, and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, Mark, I, I do what I do today because of you. I am who I am today because of you. And I said, well, the irony in all of this is I am who I am because of something like this moment right here. I mean that's we create content but content also creates us moments like that is is changing me it's 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 inspiring me it's driving me forward and it's coming from this amazing opportunity I have you have every listener has to find your own power and influence today we don't have to wait to be picked we can pick ourselves. We don't have to worry about appealing to some gatekeeper at an agency or, an, or a newspaper or a television station. We can create our own content. We can find our own audience of people who love us, respect us, and, and want to be like us. And, you know, I think I, I, my, my hope is that everybody would at least consider it and take advantage of this historically important moment.
1: Well said. Mark, you say that, let's not skim over the part about content. After all, I am talking to the author of the content code. You say that content is the fuel that makes all this happen. But what if you can't write? What if you don't have time for creating content? Something I hear a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, I try to address that very directly in the book. You know, I, I want this book to be really practical and when things are hard to do i say this is hard to do when things take time i say this takes time this may be i mean some people kind of think of this as a self-help book because i'm you know helping people actualize their dreams maybe and this may be the weirdest self-help book in the world because it actually has a whole section telling you maybe why you shouldn't do this.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there's a certain having read it, there is a certain brutal honesty about about this one. Yeah. Uh, unlike, you know, books about maybe personal branding, which I know you you detest and we can I'll, I'll ask you about that next. Yeah.
0: But, you know, there there was one fellow I remembered, he made an impact on me. He did an interview actually with Mitch Joel like 4 years ago and in the interview he said, "I've made a decision to not be known" It, you know, I cannot sacrifice this time right now. I've got a daughter on, on the way. I've got these small children. I don't want to miss that. And it stuck with me how much I admired him for making that oh, decision. Oh, is that Paul Ratzer? Yeah, yeah, author Paul. of the
1: Marketing Performance Blueprint.
0: Yeah, the Blueprint yeah. book, yeah. And uh, a great gentleman, a great business leader, and known in his own way. He made a decision to not get on that fast track because he said, I just can't keep up with that pace of, of new content, new content, new content, and speaking and connecting and engaging. And at the time is just not right for me. And so I explore that very frankly. This is how much time it's going to take. Do you have it? Is this the right time for you in your life? It's perfectly fine to transcend self-interest because your life is devoted to special needs children or a sick parent or you're serving our country in some way. Look, your time will come, you know, and we need to acknowledge that. The thing that makes me angry, Doug, is that there is this myth perpetuated on the web that if you're not living some amazing life, if you're not in some process of being remarkable that you're crap, I hate that. And I think about the very good, worthy people in our world who are struggling, who are suffering, who aren't going to be able to read a book like Known and do something about it. And I think we have to love those people, respect those people, acknowledge those people too, and say, this isn't for everybody. It takes a certain amount of luxury to be able to create content on a regular basis. And so, uh, you know, I just want to... I just want to tell people, you know what? It's okay (laughs) to be a hardworking person who's caring for other people. Your time will come. And, you know, be be centered, be confident. And it's 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 okay to be who you are at this moment in your life.
1: There was another book on this podcast, and I can't remember which one, but I remember the expression one of the expressions was the phenomenon you're describing was called compare and despair compare and despair. Yeah. And they were talking like you about how really unhealthy that is and destructive.
0: It's unhealthy. And it's something that's in my mind all the time. Perhaps this was a statistic in the book that that I saw that 30% of the people who view their Facebook newsfeed, their overwhelming emotion is jealousy. Because you see this steady stream of our shiny best selves. And that's something that's always on my mind. And that's why In the book, I'm not a person who spills their guts. I don't talk all about my personal life. But in the introduction to the book, I was very intentional about revealing something very personal and something very dark about me. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to level set with the reader to say, I'm not on some island someplace. I'm not speaking from the top of some mountain. Wherever you are in your life right now, I was below that. Come with me. Come with me on this journey. Let's do this together. Look at where I was. Look at where these other people are in this book. If they can do it, you can do it.
1: And when you started the book that way, my reaction was I felt slathered in empathy.
0: (laughs) I just... Well, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm i not sure I was... I guess that's the right word. I wasn't looking... I didn't really want sympathy because I'm in a great place in my life right now. Right, you know, right. I and
1: I don't mean... Fought I, my not, way back. No, not but sympathy, I, yeah. but I saw that and thought, how human. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to... He's, a, he's you know, not somebody that we would have seen on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous.
0: Right. I just wanted to... It was a verbal way to put my arm around the reader and say, all right, let's... Let's do this together. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, you definitely you definitely did that. Mark, there's a lot of content marketers who listen to the show, and I, I wanted to ask you if you could just touch on the fundamental rules of creating content that are what you call can't-miss principles. You know, I'm a content creator. That's what we do here, my company, and it was such a great reminder.
0: Oh, great. Well, thanks for saying that, Doug. You know, there's a lot of tips in the book, You know, because I didn't want to leave people hanging. I didn't want to say, oh, go find a way to do it, not tell them how. But I think the two big things for me would be, number one, to have the courage to add your own original story. It's funny that when I write something on my blog, so many times people will write in the comment section, how did you know I was thinking this? How did you know we were just talking about this at work? Well, you
1: do have special powers, Mark. (laughs) What <laughs> uh, you do you say never publish but, content that can be created by someone else
0: that's right and and the idea doug is that i just have the courage to write it instead of just think it i write it and that's what connects with people that's number one and number two a great great lesson for me At the end of every interview I conducted for this book, the last question I asked people was, if you could reach through this book and provide one piece of advice, what would it be? And almost every person used some form of the word consistency, tenacity, resilience. There was one artist featured in the book who has posted an original piece of art on Instagram every day since January 1st, 2013. And that's not unusual. There, there are those kinds of stories throughout the book. And they say, you know, uh, one author, you know, who beat all the odds, she's living on, on this ranch in the middle of nowhere in Colorado and has become a famous author. Uh, she said, you know, consistency covers up a lot of sins. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. You can, you can overcome a lot by just keeping at it. You know, that was a great lesson to me as I went down this journey.
1: Can you explain the difference between hub content and hygiene content?
0: Well, in, I believe it was 2013, YouTube came out with a very excellent piece of research that talked about the three different types of content that people use to build their brands. Number one is hygiene content, which is kind of a weird word, but it's the type of content that answers people's questions. It's the everyday, helpful kind of content. An example of that would be a how-to video. The second type of content is hub content. And this is kind of like stories, evergreen content that just makes you want to come back for more. I want to watch another one. I want to watch another one. And it could be... Be content that talks about your values and your history and how you got to where you are today. And then at the top of the content food chain is epic content, hero content, uh, YouTube called it. And this is like the mini movies that like BMW put out around Christmas time or that Burberry is putting out now that really... Yeah I mean they're they may be created by little you know by famous directors and feature famous stars and they put a lot of money behind this but it breaks through the noise and that's not really accessible to everyone but hub content and hygiene content certainly are and it's a good place to start
1: Yeah you also talk about this acronym called the the right path which is you, your mm-hmm. content needs to go through these f- filters if possible being relevant yeah, interesting right. timely and entertaining. And entertaining. and you said that entertaining is perhaps the most important aspect of content creation today. Mm. Can you say a little bit more about yeah.
0: that? Yeah. And it's it's a challenge too, isn't it? Because if you think about the type of content that you share, and again, this goes back to the principles of the content code book I wrote where I believe Social sharing is the most important marketing metric we can focus on today because it's a leading indicator of so many good things. But why do you share content? It really gets down to something as simple as that. And it's because it entertained me. It's fun. It made me say, wow, it was something I'd never seen before. It made me laugh and I want to make my friends laugh. It, it, it may be awestruck and I want to you know create that, share that with my friends, And that's a challenge because many times in our businesses, we don't think about, well, how can we be more entertaining today? But that is so important, especially in this day and age. With so much content competition, we have to start thinking that way, that we're competing with everything out there. We're competing with, with Grumpy Cat and every meme and every baby picture that's out there. And we have to... You know, use every weapon in our arsenal to stand out and entertaining people. That's, that's a big one and probably drastically underused by businesses today. In fact, when it is used, it really stands out as a case study.
1: Yeah, well, I think, man, the business world will will get there someday, and uh, hopefully you'll start to see some more companies produce content that's a little more entertaining. Mark, I just had one suggestion for your next edition of this book. (laughs) I'm not talking about typos here, but towards the end of the book, you talk about the importance of public speaking and actually writing a book, how writing a book can be can be very helpful. And you included the top five reasons to write a book. I I Mm -hmm. just, if it's possible, just a suggestion. I don't need an answer. If you could just make that the top six reasons, and then the sixth reason could be getting to be a guest on the Marketing Book Podcast.
0: (laughs) Just uh, help a brother
1: out there, Mark. Yeah, noted. Okay, great. So, Mark, if readers took only one thing away from the book, what would you hope it would be?
0: It would be one single word begin you know i just it just makes my heart hurt that people are paralyzed they're paralyzed by self doubt they're paralyzed that they may think that they don't have anything original contribu- to contribute that it's all been said before and that is not true and i hope that people will find Inspiration and find a little push in this book. And not everybody's going to make it. And, you know, I talk about that directly in the book. You know, when I interviewed all these people, they say the thing, the biggest mistake that people make is they quit too soon. You need to, you know, you need to do this for a year, even if you're unsure of your impact, maybe longer. And as long as you see little signs that things are percolating, just keep going. So my hope would be that, that people would begin.
1: Yeah, you talk about identify, look at things, look, measure things, identify any sign of progress.
0: Yeah, in the workbook, I actually have a link to a template I've prepared that people can download and track their progress. You know, just just watch for not just quantitative things like a sale, but qualitative things like a question from somebody. That's a sign that your awareness is growing. You know, and so don't pay, you got to pay attention to those things because it shows you're on the right track. And, and you know, maybe it's going to take two years. Don't quit too soon. Yes, well said. Mark, what books have inspired your work and career? Oh, there have been so many, and as you and I were discussing before we went live, one of the unfortunate aspects of my life is that I am a very furious content creator with all the things that I put out, and I love that, and I have no I think regrets. the word
1: you're looking for is machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but uh, I mean, it's just, I, I've got more ideas than I have time. Well, I'm glad you do. And, but, you, you know, I learned a long time ago... You can either blog or you can watch TV. You can't do both. And it's, it's the same with, you know, reading a lot of books. So I used to read a lot, and I uh, don't read now well, as much yeah, as I Yeah, but like would. throughout
1: like, your career, were there some along the way that but what I Yeah, some of well, them.
0: I tell you, you know, anything by uh, Peter Oh, Drucker. I was hoping you'd say you that. <laughs> as you mentioned in my introduction, you know, no man has had more of an impact, no person, Has had more of an impact in my life than than him. And the thing that makes him remarkable is his vision. This man had a special gift. He was prescient. And he wrote this book called Innovation and Entrepreneurship in 1984 that predicted the entrepreneurial economy today and gave a blueprint for success. And I still see him quoted in articles and posts and tweets know, almost every day. And so even though his books might be 20 or 30 years old, or 30 or 40 years old, they contain the most amazing wisdom. And they're among the very few business books that I read multiple times. Innovation and entrepreneurship, I read every year.
1: My goodness. Yeah, I'm giving a talk next week, and I've got at the end a slide that has a quote from Peter Drucker,
0: there you go. And Albert Einstein.
1: Yeah. So, Mark, how best can listeners learn more about you and your book?
0: Well, my book is available everywhere online in paper, hardback, audio, and digital. You can find my all my books and my podcast and my blog and lots of other cool resources at businessesgrow.com. And there's also
1: a special link just for the book that's known bookcom And we'll make sure to include a link to that and everything else that's linkable.
0: I, thanks for mentioning that. I put some extra bonus stuff on there oh, as well.
1: Okay. Well, we'll put a link to that at Marketing Book Podcast in the show notes. So the name of the book is Known, The Handbook for Building and Unleashing Your Personal Brand in the Digital Age. The author is Mark Schaefer. Mark, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book Podcast.
0: For the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my friend. It was an honor.
1: And that closes the book on episode 113 of the Marketing Book Podcast. Links to everything linkable in the interview you just listened to are at marketingbookpodcast.com. And that's also where you can sign up for the Marketing Book Podcast newsletter so you never miss an episode. Let's meet in person. If your organization needs some inspiration and entertainment, I'd be happy to share with your group key insights from over 100 marketing and sales books that have been featured on the Marketing Book Podcast. To contact me, just go to marketingbookpodcast.com and leave a message or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name again is Douglas Burdett, or send me a tweet at my Twitter handle, Marketing Book. I look forward to hearing from you. And please join us next time as we welcome Matt Hines to the show to talk about his book, Full Funnel Marketing, How to Embrace Revenue Responsibility and Increase Marketing's Influence on Pipeline Growth and Closed Deals. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast.